1: Hi, this is Chris Myers. For more than three decades, I've covered some of the biggest events in sports and talked with some of the most fascinating personalities. But now I want to invite you to join me for my new podcast, CMI, the Chris Myers interview on Podcast One. Covered a lot of events, World Series, Red Sox, White Sox, breaking through at their time. The Super Bowl, as recently as Mahomes and the Chiefs coming back against the 49ers. I was there to grab Brady after he had that tremendous comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. And some tough times, the 89 earthquake World series that rocked the bay bridge and first to talk to oj simpson live after both of his trials and on the air through the 1996 atlanta olympic bombings informing people as best we could at the time we'll go in depth on stories past present and future to the effect of the world of sports and everybody in and around it from current athletes hall of Famers, and some people you and i know. hope you tune in to cmi the chris Myers interview on apple podcast podcast one and spotify
0: the season is thank god it's almost here and i you want to be as involved as you possibly can this season one of the best ways to do that is with player props and monkey knife fight is it's probably my favorite place to go play them because they have these really cool games that involve player props it makes it a lot of fun and first off they have the coolest name on the planet so um you get kind of two birds with one stone there. You have fun. You feel cool doing it. And if you deposit $20 for Funky Knife Fight, we'll give you a free PFF Edge annual subscription, which means basically take care of your fantasy teams for the entire uh, the entirety of the season. So you want to make that happen. It's a $40 value, and you get it for 20 bucks. So go to monkeyknifefight.com. Use promo code PFF. I should have mentioned that. Promo code PFF. Get a free Edge annual subscription for the whole year and have a ton of fun at monkeyknifefight.com. This is the, I'm levitating right now. This is, it's September 9th. You're probably listening to this on the 10th. It's the PFF forecast. We have Peter King. The only way to wrap up one of the most ridiculous off seasons is to have someone that's seen them, seen them all. And uh, Peter King joins us, talk about his predictions. We're going to make our predictions. We're going to get our lock of the week uh, wrapped up and uh, head into week one. Let's rock. I am gonna tease the Peter King uh, bit, which comes up at the end, and just say that we discuss an And if you don't know what that is, then Peter seems you're so not like so proud of himself.
2: Not as tech savvy as Peter, like King. like you know, like, when I get older and I, I like you know, I'm happy that like.
0: Am I muted? Yeah, 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 <laughs> he's yeah, not exactly. one of those guys. Yeah,
2: exactly. He's so proud of the fact that he's like relatively tech savvy especially yeah. for his age
0: and he has some really fascinating uh predictions so let's start with ours and um if you didn't listen to our monday show we went through the entire week One slate, so you can go back to that and just for people that are wondering for this season we're gonna do we always do the right after sunday night football recording we're actually i'm gonna try and put some more of that on like instagram and show you guys as we're preparing to try and talk at, at midnight, but we're going to do, we're going to go through all the games then try and give you some line value there. And then, uh, on Thursday, we'll have a couple of things on the, the movement, um, try and get some guests in. Um, so that's how it's going to roll. So I think we're getting close to it for yep. this week. So we'll start with our predictions.
2: I just changed two, by the way. Oh, that's
0: great. That's fantastic. I know exactly the first one that you changed without even looking. Can I guess?
2: You already know.
0: I I haven't looked. I'm just looking at the sheet. Okay. I know you've changed them, but I know the one that you hated the most, and that was that you picked the Vikings to win the NFC North. And I'm guessing that you have pivoted to either the Packers or the Lions. But I'm guessing the Packers because you're a reverse Jinxing kind of guy.
2: I the numbers like the Vikings slightly. Mm-hmm. The market likes the Vikings slightly. This is the one place where I've deviated from, uh, where I've deviated from the market with the Packers. With I've gone Green Bay, and I have the Vikings sliding out of the playoffs, and I have replaced them with the Detroit Lions.
0: Okay, so we're in lockstep there, and I encourage you to listen all the way through to what Peter has to say about this division. I was really torn, honestly. I wanted to get kind of bold and have the Lions winning it, and I'm still – honestly, I'm still trying to figure out why I didn't because the Packers – okay, so the Packers have – Devontae Adams who's the best receiver I've pivoted here the best receiver in this division and they have Aaron Rodgers who I want to say is the best quarterback but I know part of that is just me looking at his ceiling I feel really really darn good about the Lions offense as a whole even though it doesn't have those two superstars I feel better about it than I do the Packers and I feel increasingly good about their defense ultimately though it's just a huge jump for the Lions to make so the Packers squeaked it out for me yep um, okay, give me give me a non um, three NFC North
2: three three ones we like three predictions we like. Here's one I'm proud of. I'm proud of. I'm proud of picking Marlon Humphrey to be the defensive player of the year. Okay, talk to me. I think these things generally happen a year late. Gilmore being one. Gilmore mm-hmm. performed better in 2018 than he did 2019. Marlon Humphrey was a machine a season ago in terms of forcing turnovers in terms of everything he could provide from an inside player, outside player. I think the Ravens are going to be in more highly contested games this year. Mm-hmm. I think Marlon Humphrey is going to make even more plays that have high win probability added to them. The And I think he's going to have to because I, I don't think the Ravens offense is going to be as good as a season ago. And I, but I, but I am firmly of the belief that the Ravens are going to be as good as they were last year, as far as seeding. I think they're going to be a one or two seed. So that that's a pick I like. I like Marlon Humphrey a lot.
0: It's one of the reasons that's good we bring on guests is because we think very similarly. Yeah. And we place a lot of value on coverage, and I hope the NFL starts to place more uh, value on coverage. I am also picking a, and this was one of the ones I was proud of, I'm also picking a cornerback for a defensive player of the year. I'm taking Jalen Ramsey, who ironically on Twitter today, PFF did a poll, which cornerback would you pick to build defense around Tredavious White, who's great, and Jalen Ramsey, and Tredavious White won 67% of the vote. So I'm here to set the record straight. Jalen Ramsey is the cornerback that if I am picking cornerbacks to build my team around, that I am taking his versatility, his speed, his size, his strength, and his overall demeanor which I love if you do not follow Jalen Ramsey on social media the dude is hilarious he has it all and I'll give you a couple of data points to back that up if you look at Jalen Ramsey versus PFF's 10 highest graded wide receivers since 2016 82 pass rating allowed 24th in completions both are first the dude is an absolute stud and he obviously got this huge contract it's a massive deal and I think that puts him in the spotlight. I think the Rams, in order for them to make it in the playoffs, are going to need him to absolutely just ball out. So yeah. I'm going Jalen Rams Here's here's my issue
2: with it. The last defensive player of the year to play for a bad team. And I think the Rams are going to be bad. You do. So you got Gilmore last year, Donald Donald, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack won the one year the Raiders have been good. 2016, mm-hmm. he was true. They were 12-4. and four. Watt, Watt, Keekly, uh, Suggs in 2011, Paul Amala in 2010. I'm having a hard time. I, I can't find a guy who plays. I, 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 all of these players that have been defensive player of the year have played for a really good team. Mm-hmm. So that's my only issue. So are you are you buying into the Rams more than I am?
0: I am buying – I am trying to – not overreact to how i feel about their team which is that i don't think they've improved a whole lot i think the cardinals have improved a whole lot and so i'm i'm trying to shove that away a little bit
2: i found it the late cortez kennedy in 1992 played for the seahawks and was defensive player of the year that 92 seahawks team was 2 and 14 <laughs> yeah so that that's that's the last one that i i'm just looking Grant, maybe the '01 one when Strahan broke the sack record, that, that Giants team was like seven to nine. So that was okay. But it's normally a, a guy who plays for a great team. So I think yes. that when you're handicapping this, you kind of, that's kind of where you start. And then
0: that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I would say with the Marlon Humphrey one, I do like a lot. There are just a lot of pl- good defensive players on that team. Um, okay. We spent a lot of time on defense, which, is apropos here's uh one that that i was excited about and i want to talk a little bit about and that is a a combo i have mike rabel winning coach of the year and i have the titans going to the afc championship game again which you know last year is a huge surprise we are simulations love them they're a value um to go to the super bowl um their win total to win the division a lot of value there on the titans and I want you to tell me what worries you most about the Tennessee Titans.
2: I, Timo brings it up. It's really a good point. the The chances of both Indianapolis and Houston's quarterbacks being bad is low. Mm-hmm. So I would just say the division is my biggest concern, And not because it's brilliant, like it's not a division that has the Chiefs or the Ravens. Yeah. it's a division where you're facing two good quarterbacks that's fair that's my because and but they didn't need to win the division a season ago to do exactly what you're describing so that that might be less of a deal but as we talked with you know Peter about it's teams making the Super Bowl generally have needed a lot of home games recently mm-hmm. in the playoffs and so that's just a that's just one I don't hate it I mean I really do like Vrabel and what he's doing there
0: Vrabel was 33 to 1 I think um, yeah. to win coach of the year and um, so that was one I was proud of your turn
2: I think so. I have changed this, and it's and it's against our simulations a little bit. I like the Dallas Cowboys to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, and I like Mark
0: McCarthy to make Coach of the Year. Mike, okay. So let me give you what concerns me most with this team, and it's not it's not the offense at all. It's a combo of two things. It's the defense is built on pass rush and question marks in the secondary. That, of course, worries me, especially because their pass rush is also volatile (laughs) in the guys that they're relying on. And then the second thing is how bad the rest of the division is, which worries me because they should win. And we've seen countless times how the Cowboys, in this situation where everyone expects them to do it, just can't do it. But um, those those are two biggest things that worry me. Dak doesn't worry me.
2: Yeah, and Peter talked about later on about the Washingtons and the Phil- and the um, Giants being bad. Philadelphia, in my opinion, is also going to be bad. Yeah, um, they are. They lost Malcolm Jenkins, who I think is that's a, why I like the football team, a force multiplier on their defense. They their defensive line gets a year older, right, with Graham mm-hmm. and um, Fletcher Cox. And on, on the offensive line, they're patching it up again. Lane Johnson might not even play week one. That number has gone from six and a half to five and a half, which is non-trivial move in week one right. of the regular season. And the receiving core is already dealing with injuries. Like It's like a perpetual thing for them. I This division could go... Much like it has in the past, like 2016, think, well, I guess the Giants are okay, but I see this division as 12 and 4, 8 and 8, 6 and 10, mm-hmm. and then the Giants 0 and 16. So like, I, th- that, that's kind of how I see it. I, you know, I, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a relatively simple path for them.
0: Okay. Here is my um, next an one. And this has been something that I've been thinking about for a while. Um, I've had to go to sleep with this thought for many nights. And that is that, the Niners um, sitting atop the NFC West was short-lived, and that it will be the Seahawks that win it this year. And my thought process is as follows. The 49ers had a tremendous defense last year. It could regress to being the fifth or sixth best defense, and that would be a lot of extra added pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. Not that I don't think he can handle it, but you're just going to be in less in, in fewer advantageous situations. And I'm very worried about the receiving core with a banged up Debo Samuel without Emmanuel Sanders, what they did when Emmanuel Sanders came in there. I thought was tremendous, but it really has more to do with the Seahawks. And it's not that I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo can be really good. It's that I think Russell Wilson is really good <laughs> and we've seen it for multiple seasons. And now they have, Potentially, I guess now there's maybe more question about their secondary with the Dunbar stuff, but um, they have a trio of receivers. If Josh Gordon is, you know, uh, makes it onto the field, that is Mm -hmm. as daunting as anyone out there. And there's a part of me that just believes that Pete Carroll is going to be woke. (laughs) So I, so I have the Seahawks winning. I have the Niners making it through the wild card, and then I have the Seahawks going all the way to the Super Bowl.
2: Wow. I so we were talking about this on the PFF NFL show. It was me, Solomon Wilcotts, and Mike Renner today. And Solomon, was I watched very, it from upstairs. Solomon was very concerned about the sec about the Seattle defense. He seemed to be undervaluing the secondary's impact on the <laughs> front four. I you know I I think the defense is going to be fine. I also think that there's a chance... They were bad last year. They were bad. And I think I think there's a chance that Carroll doesn't feel like he has to protect his defense as much, and he can let Wilson throw the football. <laughs> and he can shrink variance a little bit. Um, so I, I don't hate that. I mean, I still have the 49ers because I believe in Shanahan and Salah, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if those flipped. One was a wild card. One was yep. a, a division winner. My pick that I'm proud of. Offensive player of the year derrick henry and here's why oh god i'm not trying to actually say who the most valuable offensive player is i'm trying I, to think of who's gonna you're vote trying to predict who, who wins who's gonna mm-hmm. and derrick henry has one of the easiest schedules of opposing run defenses in the nfl yet their team has one of the easiest schedules of opposing yeah, you know run.
0: how i noticed that i was t- getting rocked in a fantasy draft last night because i just you know that's I'm trying to work at the same time and I'm looking I'm like trying to juggle the different tabs and one of them was our strength schedule to like oh snap Derek Henry has a really easy schedule and then I realized he was being kept which I should have realized if I'd done any of my homework but I had done none yeah so anyways
2: but like not only and then the other thing is they kept two running backs true yeah Darius Evans was fumbling in practice yeah yeah like I'm sorry, but there's nothing. And then the other thing is, it's sort of. Um, I'm trying to think of the the. It's sort of like the Kirk Cousins thing, where he's like he has a dumb opinion on masks, but he knows better than to actually say you know the the actual thing. So he kind of like hedges. People that vote for these awards know now that a running back being the MVP is a dumbass vote, <laughs> right? Like so, they're they're woke enough to, sure. but they actually in their heart of hearts believe Derrick Henry is the most valuable play, offensive player in the league. So they kind of hedge; they'll vote for Mahomes to save face among yeah. everybody. But then they'll sneak this bullshit in on us. And I think that like when the Titans play one of the easiest schedules in the league, when when Ryan T- good, Ryan Tannehill continues to be awesome in the play action game, yeah. and their defense is better than it was a season ago because they're not dealing with injuries to Malcolm Butler. They get J- uh, Van Clowney. And Henry runs for 1600 yards and 20 touchdowns. They're all going to be like, oh, you know, this is, yeah. this is the engine.
0: Let me, um, tell Thomas, you something Thomas cool the about train. the Titans that, uh, actually Peter didn't tell us in this interview, but that he had told us previously. Um, and that was, I thought it was really interesting. He said Arthur Smith, um, views every single game plan as a, a snowflake, an individual, unique game plan. And I didn't think I was giving Arthur Smith enough credit. I kind of thought, you know, oh, you know, whatever. Like everyone's getting excited about him because they, Ryan Tannehill was amazing. But that's the kind of offensive, uh, play caller and play designer that I want. That reminds me of how Kyle Shanahan thinks about, you know, look, I'm going to have this run game that you've never seen before. Um, yeah, you've seen parts of it here and there, but it's unique in and of itself. So, um, I like that a lot. Okay. Let me, um, Let me give you one last one. This will be short, and then we'll run through our our predictions at the end. And that is that at this time next year, the name that will be continually put in the MVP conversation with Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be these two guys are going to be the ones duking it out. I'm doubling down on this take. Is going to be Joe Burrow. And it's all about the players around him. Can the Bengals, players around him, they have some talent on that team can they kind of figure it out can they get one or two more guys to step up but to me joe burrow has the chance to play really well this year maybe they don't win a ton of games but plays really well and next year it's it's kyler murray on steroids in terms of how excited people are for joe burrow i think he wins offense rookie of the year easily
2: yeah and as you said i have a type when it comes to wide receivers but i think that you know, Mike said this earlier today. Like if you so go to wide receiver types, you know, AJ Green, T. Higgins, yep. you have the Tyler Boyd playing the Justin Jefferson role. They're they're missing a tight end, really. I mean Uzama's a whatever type of player. Um so, you know, that's you know uh, you know, I I'm pretty bullish on Burrow. Like I think they win on Sunday and I think yep. uh I you know I think that's the best division in football, frankly. Um and they're going to be probably the worst at it, but they're going to be a team that's really, you know, competitive week to week. And we saw with Cam Newton. Cam Newton's first two years in Carolina, they're seven and nine. They're one of the most impressive uh or most um you know, defense was bad. So mm-hmm. they were like, but they were one of the more um and exciting, uh, tantalizing seven and nine wow. teams. Um, I think that's a that's the that's the four for me for Burrow. I don't see an outcome where they're just garbage. Yes. Like, and, and, and they're not fun to watch. I think the Bengals are okay. going to be one of the more intriguing teams so in the league.
0: That's the type of trick. Like when you're that good of a quarterback, that's how you feel. You know, like th- there are only a handful of those guys in the league, but you go Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Oh, things are breaking down around them. Yeah. But this guy's going to get me seven wins. Okay. I'm going to run through my NFC championship game. I have Seahawks and the Bucks and the Bucks moving on. AFC championship, I have the Chiefs and the Titans, I have the Chiefs moving on. And then I have Chiefs, Seahawks, and the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Um, and I have your damn Kansas City Chiefs winning again. At least this time they beat the Seahawks. So the way that I square this for myself is that I can cheer for the Chiefs in this one without you know so, any repercussions. So who's gonna
2: be the undrafted rookie or the unheralded rookie that gets an interception on Russell Wilson is it? Is it B. Poke Keys, <laughs> Thadarius Keys? It's going to
0: be Breland Speaks. Breland Speaks got cut. <laughs> no, it's gonna, it's, when, they're going to sign him back. In for time. the
2: last time, when Breland Speaks, I listen. Um, okay, give me yours.
0: All right, uh, I got
2: Cowboys Chiefs. Oh, sorry, I got Cowboys Saints. <laughs> I and in a fanless Saints stadium, I have the Cowboys winning. Like it. Second second time in in three years the Saints lose a NFC Championship game at home. I have Ravens go to Kansas City and for the second time during the 2020 season the Ravens lose to the Chiefs. And I have the Chiefs Chiefs in a historical game. George, I said this on Suren Petro show. Clark Hunt, Lamar Hunt's family from Dallas, they moved the Dallas Texans to Kansas City to be the Kansas City Chiefs. They stick it to the hometown here, and the Chiefs beat the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Mahomes is the MVP, and the Chiefs win. They're the first team to repeat since the two thousand three, two thousand four Patriots.
0: It's a beautiful story. I'm sure it will play out exactly like that. By the way, I have the Bucks winning the NFC South um, in my prediction. I do not.
2: I have a Saints. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting one. my My thought on that is that the Bucks are going to get hot. Tom Brady is going to get hot at some point. That's just the way this season has to go. How? What's the team? So let,
2: let's go through this for just a little bit. What's the team with the biggest variance in outcomes per in each division? Let's do that. That's that shouldn't take too long.
0: Okay. Uh, biggest variance of outcomes in each division. Okay, where do you want to start?
2: Well, like let's just look at our sheet here. North, NFC North.
0: Um, the Lions.
2: Yep. NFC South. I'll go Bucks for the same reason. Yes, that you're talking about. I think the Bucks can flame out and suck, be worse than last year because they're not mo- able to move the ball as well as they did with Jameis but they could win the Super Bowl Yep, NFC East Um, it
0: it has to be the Eagles yep I like that football team sec- second runner up yep. NFC West okay so I want to go Cardinals here I want to hear what you think
2: given the Niners ceiling it's the Niners yeah, I think it's the Niners too N- the Niners have 13-3 14-2 ceiling but they have a Kind I was of, very, their floor. Their floor is not sturdy. Agreed. Yeah. Um, AFC North. The Browns. Yep. Love it. Um, I'm going to go AFC South. Oh, I'm interested. I, I here. think it's the Colts. No, no, no. It's Houston because Houston has three and thirteen potential. Mm-hmm. But no, they don't. Ten and six potential. They,
0: Deshaun Watson by himself with the he cincy. Hurt, he, I mean. Okay. The pressure stuff. Yeah, that's the, if he gets hurt. Yeah, I'll give and they you that.
2: were tw- four and twelve the year he got hurt.
0: This is fun. I apologize for being skeptical of this. Yeah,
2: the AFC East, the Patriots. Yes, I was. My initial thought was the Dolphins because I think the Dolphins have eleven and five. They're a year away from being. Yeah, that so team. the Dolphins, especially in this week one matchup, three corners that are starting caliber for the first time in over a year. True. True. Like, I think the Dolphins are
0: second runner-up, but Patriots so, are variants. Patriots are
2: variants intentionally.
0: Bets that I really like. The Dolphins are a sneaky make-the-playoffs AFC, AFC East, win the AFC East. Correct.
2: Um, and then lastly, AFC West. The Chargers, because the Chargers have 3-13 and 13 potential. And everybody thinks they're at least an 8-win team. I think the Chargers, and I almost picked them for
0: my pick to be the number one overall pick. I think the Chargers are going to be bad. I'm I'm there with you. I really struggle with this one. It's not the Raiders because Derek Carr limits that. They're just, you know, their ceiling is too low. But I'm going to go with the Broncos because if the Broncos don't suck as a secondary and Drew Locke hits that one in a hundred shot that we're going to reverse jinx them into, um, they could be awesome. All right, let's run it back. Let's do least variance. <laughs>
2: Jesus. <Yeah>. NFC, <laughs> NFC North. I like this game.
0: This is fun. NFC North. Uh, the NFC North, the least variance. I guess it's the Packers. No, no. I'm oh sorry. no. I'm sorry. It's oh the no. Bears. It's the yes Bears. because the Bears
2: are a seven and nine to nine and seventeen. that's hundred percent. I'm sorry. I wish. Okay, the NFC South. It's the Saints. The NFC South is the Saints. Yes, the Saints can win. Can win with Jameis Winston. I think that they would. I think they're between a ten win team. and... Nine-win team and a 12-win okay. team. Okay.
0: So you're thinking on one side. I'm thinking on the other, which is it's the Panthers. There is just no yeah, earthly yeah, yeah, yeah. way that they are good. Yeah. There's but, not. But but
2: zero wins to six wins is pretty vast. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay. NFC East, go.
0: Hmm. I am going to go with the Cowboys. All right. I'm, I think it's the Giants. So the reason I'm going with the Cowboys is that I believe that offense wins championships. And I just don't, with that nucleus, with Kellen Moore calling the plays, adding Mike McCarthy, to me, it's hard to see them winning fewer than nine games.
2: Yeah. No, that's a, that's good. Um, I'm going to go Giants because I just don't see a situation yes. where they're any good. Um,
0: okay AFC North or sorry NFC West NFC
2: West it is
0: <laughs> it's Seattle yes it's the Seattle Seahawks. um thanks to Russell Wilson
2: okay AFC North
0: um AFC north uh it, it's the Ravens
2: yeah their high end is pretty high but I don't see a real low floor for them
0: and I it's tough there because i I like their under yeah. 11 and a half
2: yeah. I think they get there by winning like 11 and 5. Yeah. Yeah. Um, AFC South, I'm going to go. I think it's Tennessee.
0: Yes.
1: Their
2: schedule is too freaking easy.
0: 100%. And the Jaguars, sneaky. Sneaky six win team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: when the Jets pooped themselves.
2: All right. Go AFC East. Ooh. Man, this one's the easiest one you on the think board. Think so? Yes. Adam Gaze's Jets will Adam Gaze's Jets. Oh, will we'll undoubtedly be, suck. Will always yeah, be yeah, bad. Yeah. But they'll always win like six or seven games. It's it's a lock every year. They're gonna. They're a three win team fundamentally that locks into. Yeah. True. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm with you. AFC West has to be the Chiefs. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there's really their floor is tremendously high. Their ceiling, there you can only win 16 games in a year. I have so.
0: no qualms with that. All right, that was a fun game. That was a fun game. I think we, I think the first half of it was more fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, we're gonna ch- we're gonna talk about our lock of the week. So as we do every single um, year, we're gonna decide by hook or by crook on a game that we're each gonna bet on and sweat out. And if we happen to win any money on it, unfortunately, we always pick it on a th- on a Thursday, so we get the ass end of every single number. But um, we're gonna donate all of it to um, the charity of our choice. Think this year i'm going to split it up i've always done uh children's cancer a variety of um charities because my sister has uh fought um cancer for the past few years and this year i'm going to split it up between that and uh a couple of charities that are tied to helping uh vote uh get people out to vote and a school that um uh is in uh, predominantly black and Latino neighborhood uh, that I used to play basketball at.
2: Very good. I, I, you know, the, the international justice mission has always been one for me. Um, yeah, that I think, yeah, it human. Tra- the hard part is, is there's so, any. there's so much bullshit that's going on <laughs> in the world that I feel like human trafficking is taking like a step back and as far as being in our purview, um, you know, obviously, getting out the vote is is huge as well as, as George said. So this will be, I, I like, you know, we. What are you thinking, George? As as far as because this is open to a lot of things, and I want to th- I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. Okay. We've done the lock of the week as a teaser before. Yes, and it's we're two and zero oh on it. Okay.
0: I knew you were going to pitch me a teaser, and let me tell you that my body is ready. It is ready.
2: Okay. I don't think that there's a better teaser leg in the history of the NFL than Green Bay plus 8.5. I see no lies. Okay, so that's that's one.
0: So the NFL season is a challenge to stay in shape, and it's going to be a real challenge this year because the whole gym thing is tough. Mm -hmm. So here's an option for you. Find a program that creates workouts for you every day, sends them to your phone, and then you just do them. The biggest issue that I have and the biggest issue that I see when I walk into gyms, and you know I'm never very critical of people in the gym, but occasionally I notice this, um, is that they have no idea what they're doing and it's just a complete disaster. And that's because they don't have a plan to follow. So moosefit.co is a customized workout program that you fill out a questionnaire and they basically tailor the workout to you. It's really simple. You wanna use promo code PFF, believe I'm getting that right, yes, PFF50, there it is, PFF50, and you get 50% off your first month, I promise you, you'll be hooked after that, why? Because it's part of my workout routine, I do a MooseFit workout every single day, and, and look we'll
2: at George, fellas.
0: and it hasn't, it hasn't done terribly, if I could avoid drinking tequila and eating past 10pm, I'd be in much better shape, but you know what, here we are, so MooseFit.co, actually they can help you with your... Uh, diet as well. If you need that help, um, I'm just clearly past the point of of no return. So MooseFit.co, co. Um, uh, trust me, I-, I use it every day. I wouldn't endorse it if I didn't. By the way, explain the combination of Vikings disdain, empty stadium, <laughs> and key numbers, please. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, so the thing with teasers is, generally speaking, you're giving up. You're you're getting you're getting six points in in certain cases in exchange for having to pick two games correctly. And so the six points don't always mean everything. And if you listen to the PFF daily betting podcast, the first one ever with me and Ben Brown, we talk about how, you know, the, the movement, for example, in the Tennessee game from plus two and a half to minus two and a half, that's five points, but it's really not because zero is worth nothing. Generally Um, one and two are worth hardly anything. When you tease green Bay, through So they're at plus two and a half right now at Metrodome. Mm-hmm. You tease them through three, six, and seven, and eight in a modern NFL where two-point conversions are more often, you know, miss extra points and stuff. Those are three key-ish numbers. Four is another number that's relatively key. Mm-hmm. That those six points are worth so much more than some of these other plays. And so not only is it the fact that I think the Packers are a good bet there, it's also the fact that you're you're just landing on so many key numbers there. That's one of them I like.
0: Okay. So that's your first leg. But you gotta pick two. That's the idea. That's why they call it a teaser. So I told you I wasn't gonna do this. The Falcons are staring at me. They're staring at me because I can take it from two to eight to eight. So, and, and so, but I have a better one for you. Okay. I have a better one for you. Okay. And it's, if I'm going to (laughs) go, if I'm going to go away from the Atlanta Falcons, you know, and even if you don't know about the, the Atlanta Falcons from this podcast, you know, as We've taken fan. the
2: Falcons every opening day. For every
0: single opening day, but I have an even stinkier, pun intended, team for you to spend your money on, and that is the Cleveland Browns.
2: Here's my only question with that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's seven and a half right now.
2: Yes do do you value that fourteen? I do. That's that's my concern. Is, I do is that the Ravens like I we both like the Cleveland Browns against the spread and, and and that's something we picked this week. Are are is that extra half point? Like if you're picking between Atlanta getting three key let numbers, me, let me
0: tell you what uh, what matters in addition to the half point. Okay, the fact that last year there are scars on my body yeah, that I'm no, currently no. covering up. I didn't even think of the Falcons. I
2: didn't even think of the Falcons. Wow.
0: Um, Okay. Pitch me something else then.
2: Okay. Um, Here are some other ones that just go through key numbers. Okay. I mean, Houston tomorrow is plus 15 in the teaser. Yep. That's pretty damn good, I think. Um, As well as, you know, Carolina's plus nine. Bridgewater, Mm -hmm. you know, I think keeps every game close. He keeps both teams in every game Um, by his, you know, his. Washington plus 11 and a half at home. You're talking about all the way through 11, which mm-hmm. is another um I'm not touching Bears plus 9. Nope. And I'm not touching Jaguars plus 14. Our Cincinnati Bengals George, our hometown right over here.
0: <laughs> plus 9. I was prepared so this was there were two games that I was really wanting the, the spirit was willing, yeah, yeah, and this is this is one of them. So, I am, I my body it gets a tingly. By the way, I've used, I've referenced my body yeah, far too many times lot. in this podcast. Lot, I apologize. Yeah. Um, it, he, I I said this on Monday. I'm just gonna say it again because it's very important for you to understand this. They're the better quarterback is at home getting points,
2: so. I've already bet this. I bet a long time ago. It was a it was a teaser again that I just I thought there's a decent there's a good chance this you know so a good a good teaser is something that might not cover the number but covers the teaser number. Yes, I could see the Chargers winning this game by four. Okay, I could see them winning it by seven.
0: Yep. Can you see Terod Taylor blowing out Joe Burrow?
2: So so is that our lock of the week? Packers plus eight and a half, Bengals plus nine, two team six point teaser.
0: Rarely, do you, you always sound scientific to me when you're talking. You have that professorial yeah. thing. You're getting a little like, hey, I'm selling you something on Las Vegas yeah. Boulevard. Right, right. You know, sheen to you. And it, I mean, I'm just, it makes me excited for us to sit here and sweat the living daylights out of these games. I, I will say this though, 15 with Deshaun Watson. Here, Here's the tough thing that I have is like. The blowout, you, that's what I think as well. Can, can this team just get the doors blown off of them? And I feel a little bit better about a team in the Bengals at home. Now, I know the home crowd doesn't matter a whole lot, yeah. but it's, it's a new, like the Bengals are playing for their survival here. Yeah. Like they have to turn over a new leaf. There's a chance where the Texans come out and the 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 chiefs have just decided you know what we're we're done with this being down thing to start games good night
2: but here's the other thing and and this is an important one totals matter for teasers true so the the key numbers three four seven eight ten eleven fourteen have fewer less probability when the game has a total of fifty four and a half Chargers Bengals forty three is the total.
0: You're telling me that Joey buckets isn't putting up points.
2: Well, what I'm saying is, is are
0: What I'm saying is a lot closer. It's what like, I'm saying is this: you want to be rooting for Joe Burrow. Yeah. And when Joe Burrow is getting more than a touchdown against Terod Taylor, you're gonna want. You're gonna want that. Let's go. Let's get it. So it is. Um, so it is Green th- Bay teased all the way
2: plus eight and a half
0: plus eight and a half and then the r cincinnati Bengals teased all the way to plus nine let's do it
1: let's get this bad
0: boy started all right that is our lock of the week it is now time for the best part of the podcast which is less of us and more of peter king Here it is so it is uh with great pleasure that i welcome on returning guest our friend Peter King, NBC Sports. We were going to do predictions by ourselves, Peter. And then we realized there's really no better person to come on and lecture us about what's really going to happen uh, this season. So thank you for taking a little time to join us. It was awesome.
3: My, my predictions are always brutal, guys. You know that. And uh, <laughs> But I'm happy... To sort of lay them out so that my head can be on a spike and people can just take shots at me. So look, that's, that's kind of that's kind of how I view my predictions.
0: You're doing something wrong if no one disagrees with you.
3: Yeah. Let's let's. Well, start- the easiest thing to do every year, and I think the dumbest thing to do every year, is to pick the uh, <clears throat> the next season the way the previous right. season ended, because it never ever 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 works out that way. It's been 15 years since there was a repeat winner. Who's the best football team on September 9th, 24 hours before the opener of the season? The Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. So why don't I pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? (laughs) Because some crap is going to happen. I don't know what it is, but it always does. So that's why I didn't pick them.
0: So, if you want to read the entire thought process, you can go check out Peter's amazing column on NBC Sports. I want to ask you this though; I don't want to give them all away. We'll start with the one that you struggled the most with, and maybe it was the Chiefs and them not winning as repeat champion. What did you struggle with the most?
3: Now, I struggled most with making a mental case and convincing myself that I should pick Tampa to win at all. Hmm. And that's what I did. But I keep coming back to three factors about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, They turned it over 41 times last year. (laughs) When you turn the ball over 2.6 times per game, and yet you still win seven games, and you should have won nine because Jameis Winston handed the last two games of the season to Houston and Atlanta on a silver Platter mm-hmm. with six picks, including a walk-off pick on the last throw of his Tampa Bay career. <laughs> Fitting yes. that that was the last throw of his Tampa Bay career. That it was a walk-off pick six. But but there's that, and you know the last team to turn it over that many times in the National Football League. I'm ready. Cleveland this. Browns when the Browns went zero and sixteen. Oh my god! So there's got to be something to this team. That allows you to turn it over willy-nilly and still win seven games, uh, and obviously they should have won more than that. That's one piece. Second piece is, you guys had this great stat that the worst team last year, uh, in your uh, you know in your metrics, the worst receiver group in football last year is the New England Patriots. <laughs> so I might argue, with the exception of Mike. Evans being uh, hobbled entering the season. I don't know if he's going to even play against the Saints with Mike Evans being hobbled. That this not only might be the best receiver group, wide receivers, tight ends in the NFL this year, but it might be the best that Tom uh, Brady's ever played with. And then finally, just this narrative last year when, uh, you know, when Brady. Uh, is not playing great at the end of the year, and the Patriots are struggling mightily, uh, that Brady's finished, that you know his best days are over. Well, of course his best days are over. He's 43 years old, but he's not finished. So that's why I picked the Bucs to win it all. And also, uh, I picked the Saints to win the division. Yeah, But then the Bucks to win three in a row on the road uh, in tough places, obviously. And then, uh, then to play at play home the Super Bowl so against Baltimore.
2: The first, so this would be the first wild card team to win a Super Bowl since the 2010 Packers, and the first team without a buy to win the Super Bowl since the 2012 Ravens. Mm-hmm. That's, but buys don't mean as much anymore because there's only there's one fewer of them. So that's interesting. Well,
0: it just would be so funny for them to play on the road until the Super Bowl and then yeah. to
2: play at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
3: that, <laughs> that would, would be, be fun. That would be fantastic. That, you're right.
0: um so okay so here was one that and this kind of aligns with the tampa bay you know i think we're all in the same we're in the same place that this could be amazing i want to flip it to the patriots who in your comeback player of the year ballot i noticed there was a name missing and that was cam newton and i'm wondering was that are you just do you just have no idea what to do with new england or do you not think it will work
3: I have no idea what to do with New England. I'm I'm pro-Cam Newton. I think he's going to be pretty good. But uh, I just don't have any idea, honestly, how well they're going to play or how they're going to play. I'm totally mystified by the Patriots. And, you know, obviously because I didn't pick them to make the playoffs, um, I think they're going to struggle. And, look, you guys – Uh, would know this a lot better than I would. But anytime I watch the Patriots play a football game, uh, the vast majority of the time, I do not say if they play a good defensive game, man, their defensive line was great. Mm -hmm. I either say their secondary was great or their linebackers were great. And you look at their linebackers, and depending on what week you could pick out, they lost four starting linebackers. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one thing you knew that Kyle Van Noy was going to go to the highest bidder and and I thought he was absolutely tremendous last year. And you know, but then Dante Hightower is gone, and that that to me is a bad bad loss for them. Mm-hmm. He to me is the nerve center of their defense. He and Devin McCourty and you know, it was I think it was a little touch and go with McCordy, quite honestly, whether he might opt out. Wow. But he didn't opt out; he's playing. I think the linebackers, unless somebody like Josh Uche, who I think really could be, uh, uh, could be a big star in this defense. Um, his body lean when he rushes the passer. I mean, I'm not saying he's Lawrence Taylor, but his body lean, he gets so low to the ground uh when he goes around the edge Mm -hmm. it just it reminds me of the real great pass rushers who can make their bodies do freakish things we'll see but i think he's an interesting prospect
0: i loved the defensive rookie of the year uh going to josh uche I, i thought that was that i was jealous i had take envy there Peter I was like damn I wish I wish I had said that a couple of days ago <laughs> um, let's talk a little Cowboys here because we are obviously pro Mike McCarthy after he visited us here in Cincinnati and we're hoping that that they're great you also have Dak Prescott making some moves in the MVP voting not winning so it all clicks for Dallas in your mind
3: dallas has the big advantage of being in the weakest division mm-hmm. in the nfc and by that i mean i think dallas probably if i had to bet right now they're going 4-0 and against washington and the giants yeah. can you say that the saints or the vikings or the 49ers or the seahawks is going to sweep two teams in their division. I can't. But I think Dallas has the great advantage of uh, being this year in the NFC East while the Giants, you know, are rebuilding and while Washington is is really rebuilding as well. And then and the you Eagles, look at the rest of their you look at the rest of their schedule, and yeah, they got some tough games, no question about it. They got to go to Baltimore. Um, you know, they've got a, they, they've got some tough games. The NFC West is a tough division, but you know, they've also got Arizona at home, which is, you know, assuming that they're going to have a bunch of fans there. That's, that's an advantage. You got Pittsburgh at home. Uh, you, you've got a, uh, you got Cincinnati. They got some eminently winnable games on their schedule. So to me, uh, I think it all lines up for Dallas to be the number one seed. But again, you know, you've got to be sure that the explosiveness on offense is going to cover mm-hmm. for some major holes in the back seven on defense. Their, their, their defensive front will compete with San Francisco, I think, assuming, assuming that Alden Smith has a little bit left. Yeah. And from what I've heard, Alden Smith is at a great training camp for Dallas. Well,
2: and one of the things that Dallas has that you know they didn't have a season ago. They were first in yards per play. They were top ten in, in defensive yards per play. They have Greg Zerline and Jim Fossil, who are two of the best at what they do, to shore up a kicking game that was one of the reasons yes. they were like one in six in in Horrible. games by by a, a touchdown or less last year. That's that's not trivial. The other thing Smith, Van Der Esch, really good in 18, poor in 19. Generally speaking, defense is one of those things that oscillates. You might get better play out of them, to your point, Peter, that will help out sort of the back back end not have to deal with so much.
3: It has to because if it doesn't, then, (laughs) you know, they might be in some trouble and they might get overtaken by Philadelphia. But I just look at their front and can you imagine, you know, basically rotating – you know, Demarcus Lawrence, Everson Griffin, Alden Smith. It just it's y- y- you know not many people have the pass rush depth in recent years. But again, that's an if. It's yeah. an if, okay. Alden Smith, you know, he hasn't played since 2015. But I did a little film thing. Uh, you know, we do some stuff at uh, at NBC with NFL Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through the archive of, our, of Alden Smith games, and he played a November game on Monday Night Football against the Bears in 2012 and had five and a half sacks. Yeah. And it was an absolute kicking of the rear end of the Chicago Bears. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. And look, it's eight years ago, so who, know, who I, I don't know what he is. I just know that I've heard a lot of good things about what's happened this summer. I'm
0: in better shape than I was eight years ago. I don't know about you, Peter.
3: I, I'm not. No? <laughs> I'm not. But you're jacked. Come we on. Got,
0: we got to, I've been uh, trying to get as much cincy sun as I can before it goes away. You yeah. know, I, I do what I can. But I am curious, and I have the corniest joke imaginable for this, and I'm going to try it anyways. But you appear to be a one-bay man in the NFC. And I wonder if the Packers and their fan base are coming after you for this one.
3: Yeah. You don't have Green Bay making it. But, you know, here's the way I look at Green Bay. And, again, I'm not jumping on Green Bay. I could be wrong about them. But, to me, I was very discouraged by what I saw with the Packers last year, especially late in the year. Last, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, say, seven games, whatever, twice, they allowed 37 to San Francisco, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, how much better, really, how much better are the Green Bay Packers today than they were the day they walked off Levi's Stadium field?
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is saying all the right things. He's been wonderful. He's been a great team guy this summer. But what do you think Aaron Rodgers thinks when he looks at all these other teams loading up? He sees the <laughs> Cowboys who don't need CD Lamb take CD Lamb. He looks at Denver, which already you know is is in good shape, uh, receiver decent shape receiver wise. Take them with their first two picks. Yeah, you know. And and what does he think? He just thinks, what in the world are we doing here? And I would not be surprised at all if Aaron Rodgers deep down is thinking. OK, let me do my time here and then I'm going to be like Brady and I'm yeah. going to get my pick of places that I can go or I, I'm going to go somewhere. So we'll see what happens. But because he's not going to be a free agent. But I'm I'm fascinated to watch what happens in Green Bay this year.
0: Man, there there are some cool Aaron Rodgers ending his career in different places. Opportunities. Yeah. What,
3: what's the
0: what's what would be the most fun one? I don't know, Peter, what do you think?
3: You mean where he would go? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Non-Green Bay place that Aaron Rodgers closes it out.
3: I mean, you know, you first of all have to think of what is going to happen. And so you got to watch New England this year. Mm. And in my opinion, if Cam Newton is okay but not great and they don't sign him to a long-term deal, I kind of don't think they will. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers for three (sighs) years with Bill Belichick? That would be incredible. would that be fun? Yes. That would really be a lot of fun. Um, the other place that I would look at just because I, I just look at the saints and mm-hmm. I understand Taysom Hill. I understand all that, but I have, James, I, don't, I thought, actually don't, by the way, I've, I know <laughs> okay, about yeah. yeah. James, I, I think, I think it would be a fantastic move for him to finish either in new Orleans or new England.
0: The good news is that you didn't mention San Francisco and that means that you're a believer in, in Jimmy no, Garoppolo. Not
3: necessarily. I like him, but <laughs> I don't it. like the way he ended the season.
0: I tried. You know? I tried. Yeah. Um, I, Peter, this was a lot of fun. You were very generous with your time. I have to give you a shout out. You Dang. are one of the more tech savvy individuals that I know to the point where we were texting earlier today and you didn't respond with just a simple text. You sent me an emoji. Yeah, which, I did. Which, for people that don't know, is an emoji that actually has voice to it. And I go, "Did Peter yeah. accidentally send this to me?" No, no, not at all.
3: Oh no, I've been sending a lot of those recently. It's it's I awesome. I think they're I think they're absolutely hilarious. I, I love them. <laughs> they bring a smile to my face. I, I so, smiled
0: multiple times. I might start. I might
2: start <laughs> sending them to you too. Meow. I, I, Look, listen, we're not doing this again
0: now, okay? (laughs) Peter King, you are a wonderful person for joining us. Peter. Have a great week one, man.
3: Hey, you guys have one too. Thanks a lot. I'll be in touch to steal all of your ideas and stats this weekend, so be ready.
0: Perfect. You can have them. (laughs) The NFL season is one that you normally don't want to mess up, but this one of all of them you don't want to you don't want to take chances so you probably want to get yourself a pff subscription and you want to do so quickly because there's a 30 percent discount right now with the promo code kickoff 30 that runs only through monday so make sure you get it before week one it'll help you out with just about everything from your fantasy lineups to dfs to which teams are you going to bet on and we have a new props tool which means you can make some money on props as well The tools are better. The content is better. You will not be disappointed. 30% off every single subscription. I personally would recommend an elite subscription because I like to gamble. And there are all of these college games that I'm not watching any college football. So I just go, I take a look, and then I have a lot of fun. Props Tools Interactive. It just launched today, so you'll want to check that out. And then I am miserable at fantasy football, so I need all the help I can get. You're probably better than me, but you can probably still use some help. So use promo code kickoff thirty, get thirty percent off.
3: Right now, do it.
0: I thought it was great that Peter King, who has like two million followers on Twitter, writes this massive, maybe the most read football column out there. Um, certainly it over the course of time has been. Um I was like, Hey man, you know, I asked you this morning, I was like, Hey, do you think, you know, Peter would come on our podcast to talk about this i text him in the morning and he's like yeah i've got 15 minutes here let me like works it out is sending us an emojis back the dude is just uh, he's so funny and comfortable in, in his own skin it's awesome when we really just appreciate him talking football with us
2: yeah he's awesome i mean just you know he's a legend i i'm ai am obviously like you know i just watch old football stuff you do i didn't know the this. time and peter's just like randomly shows up i wasn't
0: it. sure um, can I tell you one quick story before we get out of here? Is it about Pringles? It's not. Okay. Well, okay. It is not. But I did get some feedback that they liked the stories at the end of the podcast. Okay. Shockingly, they don't like them at the beginning. The 25-minute preamble about, hey, buddy, how was your shave this morning? Doesn't get the people going. Jeez. Um, tough, uh, tough So I was on, I was on uh, Dan Patrick's uh, show this morning. Humble brag, by the way. The, yes. So I'm nervous. I uh, want to be right, you know, about things and want to sound, sound good. Cause I'm prepped to the, the gills all ready to go, right? Yeah. AirPods 100% charged. Get on there. First question. Boom. AirPods die. So I'm sitting there like, ah, oh, shit. I can't hear him. I'm like frantically pressing my phone. Okay. Great. So I get through that. Whatever. Um, I managed to pull it together. They posted the video on YouTube and, uh, they, They spelled my first name G R E G. Greg is not my first name. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's got like nickname material written all over it. Greg. I'm gonna call you Greg I me. Greg (laughs) they they apparently emailed Matt Stopsky, our PR guy, like twenty five times to get my last name pronunciation. I sent them an audio file with my last name, but they couldn't remember my first name. (laughs) great job so so there it is so greg shahuri a real real match god that's so bad i remember
2: P- they used to misspell my name in the local newspaper when i played it was Egar. it was just like <laughs> how f- like it's like a word man like that's the def- that's the prior right like a like, cigar uh, and it's like uh, that's such a
0: that was your first appearance on the show right yeah i'm i'm irritated for you i, I well look i would have gra- i would have gladly traded you can smell my name any way you want. Yeah. Just let my damn headphones not yeah, yeah, die. Yeah. But apparently it didn't sound, uh, no one really noticed. So unless you watch the video and see me turn beat fricking red, uh, you wouldn't realize it.
2: You, yeah, um, you, you always handle yourself great. I, I interestingly, here's my, my ender here. I was looking at the podcast comments and um, your, your mother you know, used a burner here, Brandon B. And says, <laughs> uh, George, you're a hero. The way you handled that terrifying, inconsiderate man offering you Pringles, oh, the horror. Look, there are positive comments on the YouTube video. Bring them all to me.
0: <laughs> hey, guys, we um, we really appreciate all of you listening throughout this entire off offseason. Uh, we've had a blast doing this. We're almost here, man. We're almost there. So uh, I'm glad we've made it here together, and we'll make it through this season. Be smart, stay safe. Peace out. See you Sunday night.